I V M. Chapter Twelve, Second Innings. A second innings isn't about starting over. Life is about continuation, not reinvention. It's about persevering and finding wisdom, not complacency. In life, as in sports, your second innings will depend a lot upon your first, what you've learned and absorbed along the way, and how you've used and will use those learnings moving forward. The mistaken assumption, though, is that a second innings can only be meaningful if you've left a mark or created wealth in your first. Absolutely not. Maybe your first innings didn't end the way you planned. Perhaps setbacks forced you to move away from your pet project or business. Maybe you were on the brink of bankruptcy with nothing to show for all the work. You may have spent the last two years recovering from a crippling illness and that left you far behind on the career ladder, only to start again because you have the drive to succeed. You may have spent the last two years recovering from a crippling illness that left you far behind on the career ladder, only to start again because you have the drive to succeed. Or maybe your second innings is just starting as, after ten great years as a professional, you're ready to take the plunge into something of your own. I hear quite often that second innings are only for those past forty-five. Untrue. Some of you reading this book and preparing for the next act in life. May only be in your thirties. A second innings is a bookmark or a cornerstone, nothing more. In life, unlike in cinema or sports, there is no scheduled interval. Rather, life is seamless, often enigmatic, full of crossroads and switchbacks. And if you look for it, the time to introspect. Why do I consider the present juncture in life as my second innings? After all. I've had many twists and turns in my entrepreneurial journey over the years. However, I don't consider those endeavors different from one another. As I moved on, I realized they were all individual panels on the same enormous patchwork quilt. I was fortunate to be a part of the creation of a media and entertainment company. I'm proud to have been part of many businesses that helped build and shape a nascent industry in India, and in the process, impact younger generations. I've never enjoyed anything more in my professional life than creating something out of nothing every single day, or chasing a new thought or disruptive idea. Now that period of my life has come to an end, and I'm starting a fresh chapter in life, exploring other entrepreneurial and social avenues with an evolved sense of purpose, bringing with me everything I've learnt, unlearnt, and learnt again over the years. As I mentioned in the previous chapters. So much of business and life can't be planned with any certainty. If you had asked me 18 months ago whether I'd be writing a book today about my entrepreneurial journey, I would have called you mad. Time and tide move in strange, shifting, wonderful ways to transform you and your thinking, your priorities, and perspective on life. Once you let your guard down and allow the thoughts to flow, you discover more about where you are, where you want to be. And what really excites you? In 2014, for the first time in recent memory, I had a chance to take stock and introspect, to review, to look at life away from the entrepreneurial treadmill that I'd stepped onto over two and a half decades ago. I didn't feel the need to go to the Himalayas for a month in a bit to find inspiration, though sometimes I wish it were all that simple. An acquaintance asked me early in the year. 
Now that you're at that crossroad, why don't you just relax and enjoy some time off? The question is deeper than it would appear to be, and it's one I hadn't asked myself for a long time. I mulled over it more in those few months in 2014 than in the previous 20 years combined. Ironic. Now that I have some breathing room, I'm right back where I started from. The entrepreneur's circle of life. Searching for an answer to that question, I asked myself, do I really want to go through the same drill all over again? The relentless quest for growth, team building, innovation, crisis management and more? My almost immediate reaction was, of course, that's what I do, and I'll embrace the challenge again. I've got more irons in the fire today than ever before, working with smart and dynamic people who keep me fresh and engaged. The only change is that now I can do whatever I choose, so long as it has impact. That's a good feeling. Creating impact is linked to passion. And my passion for what I do hasn't ebbed one bit since those first days in Grand Road when the world held limitless possibility. In fact, if pressed, I would say that it is only ramped up. The whole myth of creating something, exiting, and then going to the middle of nowhere to chill for the rest of your life is just that. A myth. True entrepreneurs, whether successful or struggling mightily, don't simply disappear. First of all, to have achieved something worthwhile, you need to be driven. It's in your DNA. So when one chapter ends, it's on to the next big or small thing, a chance to recapture that incomparable feeling of conquering the world one more time. This chapter isn't so much about my future. Rather, it holds broad thoughts for anyone ready for change or getting on with life's work. What you think might be a sea change in lifestyle isn't. Or at least, it hasn't been for me. One of the greatest thrills I've got from a fresh start, though, is the opportunity to use the lessons learned over the last two decades, many of which I've shared with you throughout this book, and to challenge myself in totally new sectors. My six-odd years of partnership with the Walt Disney Company, followed by the two years of professional engagement with the company as the managing director of the combined Disney UTV India, was an incredible learning experience and a great source of inspiration for me. It only further strengthened my belief in scale and the importance of brand, innovation and staying the course. My relationship with Andy Bird, the chairman of Disney International, started with that eventful call, an offer to buy Hangama, and he has been an incredible colleague and mentor, both to me and UTV, for the years he sat on the company's board of directors. My transition to a professional inside Disney never felt odd, and I have Andy to thank for the smooth shift. When UTV became a part of Disney, I reported to him and admired and respected him in equal measure and do till date. Around the middle of the second year, though, I questioned myself deeply about whether I was indeed the right candidate and professional to lead Disney's agenda in India for the next five years and more. When I couldn't answer the question in the affirmative, I began approaching the agonizing decision of letting go of the industry and moving on. This was one of the most difficult decisions of my career, coming quick on the heels of my exit just a year before from UTV, a business that I had built from the ground up for over two decades with an amazing team, 
many of whom, I'm pleased to say, are in great places in the industry. Sometimes I wonder which was the tougher and more painful decision, selling my stake in UTV and taking on a role in a larger company, or the final call to move entirely out of the industry I had lived and breathed in for most of my adult life. I don't have an answer, at least not a simple one. But Bob Iger, the chairman and CEO of Disney, made my decision easier to take with his farewell mail to me. Bob is a leader in every sense, with all the personal traits that define great leadership, a deep respect for people, and the capacity to empower them and give them independence, a collaborative and creative spirit, inspirational to the core, being proactive and leading from the front, and remaining a top-notch thinker and strategist. Bob said, I know corporations aren't always the easiest place to work, but we were lucky to have you, and I always enjoyed our interaction. Your spirit will remain alive at Disney, and I'm certain India will be a place for us to thrive for years to come. Best to you, Bob. You and I have some things in common, Bob told me once on a plane ride. I started my career too, for a short time at least, in front of the camera as a part of the weathermen at ABC. I came to Disney when Disney bought ABC and ESPN, an incredible start, and then to rise through the ranks to head one of the 10 most admired brands and companies in the world, to kindle creativity and imagination in its movies, TV channels, theme parks, hotels, cruise ships and products, and to inspire a team of over 100,000 to work in synergy to create the magic that Disney stands for. All these successes place Bob Iger in a league of his own as a leader. Since I have the luxury of being choosy at this point in my life, I want to ensure that whatever I do in my second innings is disruptive in the extreme and has some life-changing impact. In the last year, I've been working on many initiatives outside of our deep commitment to Aswadeh's foundation. And one clear example of this is Kabaddi. Known to all South Asians, kabaddi is an ancient sport played in local clubs for the last century, most notably, perhaps, in a demonstration at the 1936 Olympics, without ever getting its moment in the sun. As it happens, the short, fast-paced game makes for great television viewing. I was travelling overseas when Zarina, seated at a private dinner at the same table as the Mahindra Group's Anand Mahindra, learnt of his passion for Kabaddi and his interest in establishing a league. I'm sure Ronnie will love the idea. He enjoys a good challenge and siding with the underdog, she told Anand. Sounds like it's right up his alley. When she told me about the conversation that night over the phone, I jumped at the chance. Before I even got back, I was on the phone with Anand. One thing led to another. Since we were the first to say yes to a team and a league, we bagged Mumbai. As the league took place, we chose a name for our new sports division, U Sports. That was the easy part, in the same way I had chosen UTV and Unilaser before. And our team, U Mumba for Mumbai, the city was originally called Mumba. Within a week, we had a great logo, and we were ready to begin building a brand in the arena of sports. So it came to be, a team was created, and a sport put on the cultural map. Kabaddi is an exciting and fun part of my new innings. Make no mistake, 
This serious business initiative is all about the game and the remarkable talent behind it. Eight team owners and teams, the league's promoters, and Star TV focus the national spotlight on an age-old sport with the aim of getting a nation to play it along every street corner and for the next generation to adopt Kabaddi as its own. In the short span of less than two months, Kabaddi became a national sensation and the second most popular sport in India. An idea staring at us in our faces for decades and it took a handful of mavericks to have the balls to back it and believe in it. When you can take something that is so much fun and make it a business, it completes the entrepreneurial picture. What do you want to be known for? How do you want to be remembered? What impactful enterprise do you want to champion? Thought-provoking questions and hardly the kind you can answer on the spot. But ruminating on these questions helped me get clarity about myself and the companies I built. These queries and the answers they generate will rub off on the brand of your enterprise too, consciously or unconsciously. Give them some thought. But also know that the answers are not cast in stone. They can and will change as you evolve. But it's great to have a pin on them always, no matter what age and stage of life you're in.